What's up, guys? It's Luke. I hope you get a lot out of this awesome message. I was going back and forth on what to talk about today. I'm going to be honest. And it wasn't until like last night around maybe six or seven o'clock that I finally landed on what we're going to talk about today. Um, we are, we had a quick little series there, um, but I'm actually, cha- I, I had a different plan today um, because I really want to talk about what our focus is on, like I was talking about, what our focus is on around Christmas time. And um, when we understand the why and the reason, it makes this season a lot more special than it already is. Because, man, I am so for family and gifts and trees and lights and gingerbread, okay? I'm here for it all. I love it all so much, and it's great. But that stuff fades away, and December 26th comes around pretty quick, and anybody ever feel just like super sad when they wake up on December 26th? <laughs> it's just like, this is the worst day ever. No, I get it. Because it's like all the fun, like you finish eating your mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving and then you blink and then you're already exchanging gifts with people. It just, Christmas comes and goes so fast. But I want to tell you, and this might sound a little corny, but just go with me. We as Christians, if you're a follower of Jesus, we actually get to celebrate this every day. It's not a once a year thing. It is a daily reality that we get to celebrate. So um, the title of my talk today is um, From the Cradle to the Cross. And we're going to talk about Jesus. Surprise, surprise. And um, you can go ahead and open your Bibles now. We're, gonna, we're not going to um, read it just yet. But if you have a Bible, go to Matthew chapter 20. Um, and uh, if you don't know where that is, it's the first book of the New Testament. First chapter of that book. Uh, Matthew chapter 20 is where we're going to be. Um, but... I feel like the older I get, Christmas comes and goes so fast. Uh, Like, it's just like as quickly, and just as I'm starting to like, you know, get in the spirit, and I'm getting jolly and merry and all the vibes, it's over again. And I'm like, man, I got to wait a whole other year, like try the best that I can. And I'm just going to let you in on a secret. The Hammerstrom house starts Christmas time um, basically on November 1st, okay? That's like the day that Christmas stuff starts. You can hate me all you want to, but that's just the way that it is. We break out the Frank Sinatra Christmas album like maybe the first week of November, okay? And um, I mean, the second the temperature drops below 60, I'm just like, I, you know, I start wearing layers and I'm just getting ready for all, for all of it. And I love it. But like I said, it comes and goes so quickly and we wake up on December 26th and it's like, man, well, that was fun for a few days while it lasted, but back to, back to business, back to my life, back to normal life. I got school, and I got problems. I got friends, and I got all the things of life, and the magic, so to speak, of Christmas is over. But I want to talk to us this morning that when we really understand the why, it changes the way that we live our lives every day. And for a lot of you, this message may be like, yeah, I've heard this before, or you talk about this all the time, but there may be some of us that we don't really get why Christmas is such a big deal. Or maybe you only think it's a big deal because of what comes with it. But I want to tell you that when we understand why Jesus matters so much to Christmas, it changes everything. And it changes the things that you focus on um, during this time and during the season. So why do we feel sad when it's over? I wonder if it's because if we're honest with ourselves, it was much more about the trees and the lights and the gifts but maybe if we had the right focus, we could celebrate Christmas year-round. Um, and you're at church, so obviously you probably hear all the time, uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, okay? We probably hear that all the time from your family, 
and your weird aunt, okay? Like, you probably hear it all the time. Like, they just say, they, they say it, but we don't really understand why he's the reason. Why is it that we celebrate this baby on December 25th? Why is that? And may, is it because it's just the birthday of someone important? You know, Jesus was a, he was a good dude, and, you know, his birthday's worth celebrating even though he's not here in the flesh right now. So let's celebrate his birthday. Is that, is that why? Well, may, probably not. Is it because he was a, a great person? So we celebrate his birthday because of that? Or is it because the nativity is a cool story with the angels and Mary and Joseph and the manger and the wise men and the shepherds and everything? Is, is that why? Or is it more than that? And I'm going to say a very drastic statement, Okay but just go with me because this is going to sound depressing, but it's actually really hopeful. We celebrate Christmas because it's the kickoff to his death. I know that's an, that's an intense statement, but the reason at the core that we celebrate Christmas is because we're celebrating that a man came and he didn't just come as a baby, he grew up and he took on the weight of all of our mistakes and he died for it on the cross. That's why this day matters so much. The day doesn't matter because gingerbread tastes good and Christmas trees are dope. The day matters because the son of God for the joy set before him decided that he would be the sacrifice good for all time. That your sin and my sin and your mistakes and my mistakes, he decided I will bear the weight of all of it and those who call on my name will be saved. That's why we celebrate this day. I'm gonna read you a verse in Matthew 1 in verse 20. And context of this, okay, there's Joseph who's engaged to be married to Mary. This angel comes to Mary and, 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 and speaks to her. And he also goes to Joseph and he says, in verse 20, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Okay, the first thing said about Jesus in the New Testament in this context, I'm not talking about prophecy. I'm not talking about fulfillment from the Old Testament. That stuff is awesome, and it definitely has its place as well. Prophecy about the Messiah and all that. I'm not discounting that. But the first thing said about what Jesus would do in the New Testament was not he'd be this great, really smart guy. He'd be this really great teacher. He'd be this great religious figure, just like there's all these other religious figures. It was not any of that. It said, his name will be Jesus, and he will save people from their sin. He will save people from their mistakes. He will save people from their brokenness. That's the first thing said about Jesus. And I want to say this. We celebrate Christmas because it points us straight to the cross. We celebrate Christmas because when we look at the nativity, it is an arrow pointing to the end goal of the mission of Jesus, which was to die for us and to resurrect from the grave. When we think of the nativity, when we think of Christmas, we should think of the gospel as well. When we think of, of what this day means, we shouldn't just think of ornaments and lights and the vibes. Though I love all that stuff, where our mind should go is I'm celebrating that baby. Not because babies are cute, which they are. I'm celebrating that baby because he grew up 
became a man. He established his kingdom on the earth and he died on the cross for me. Um, and if it's for any other reason, then it just gets old, okay? I'm gonna let you know a secret and you're probably gonna hate me for saying this. I'm so tired of the movie Elf, okay? I'm so tired of this movie. Is anybody else with me? I'm tired of this movie. It's, I love it. I love Will Ferrell. I, it's, you know, it's got a special place in my heart, but I've seen this movie 1,678 times, okay? I've seen it so much. It's like you're going to a Christmas party and you don't even need to tell me. I know that Elf is gonna be on in the other room. I got it. You don't even need to tell me. Be, like, we, we have these traditions and we have these things and they're awesome and they're fun and I'm not saying we need to just throw everything out. But what I'm saying is, is if we put stock in the wrong things every year on Christmas, they're gonna get old. Things that I used to love when I was growing up, I don't really care about anymore. I don't really, or I don't care about as much. It's just like a birthday. Like if you, if you ask, if I asked one of you guys, especially one of you like sixth or seventh graders, like the younger ones, like, are you excited for your birthday? You'd be like, dude, I'm so ready for my birthday. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna order an elephant for my birthday. It's gonna be awesome. And you're just like, you're super stoked, right? But if I asked like a 24 year old, I'm like, you ready for your birthday? They'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. If I asked a 47 year old, you ready for your birthday? They'd be like, oh yeah, forgot. It's my birthday. If I ask like an 89-year-old to be like, don't even talk to me about birthdays, okay? Why? Because over time, things get old. Awesome, fun, enjoyable things have their place in time and they get old. But the only thing that, that withstands and continues in joy and is this message that is pertinent to us every single year is this message, the true message of Christmas, which is that Jesus came. Um, and uh, so my son is just starting to get to the age where he likes uh, certain TV shows and certain movies and stuff. So we've learned he loves this one person on YouTube. Her name is Miss Rachel, okay? And every single time I hear a voice, I just want to put earplugs in because <laughs> I'm so tired of this, this sound, okay? But he loves it. But the other show that he loves, he loves watching uh, Mickey Mouse. He loves watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. He loves Disney. He loves all this stuff. So it's like Christmas time. So me and Cassidy are like, oh, let's put on like a, a Disney Mickey Christmas movie. So we put on like Once Upon a Christmas or something like that, where it's all these different little mini stories about Christmas and all the Disney characters and stuff. And one of them um, is about Donald Duck's nephews. What are their names? Huey, Louie, and Dewey. I always forget them, whatever. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I'm sorry. I ruined Christmas there. I'm so sorry. Um, so he loves this. He, he, he like just watches. He just stands in front of the TV and just watches this, this show. Um, but the whole point of it is they love Christmas. Christmas comes and they are so excited. They wake up in the morning. They run downstairs. They open up all their Christmas presents. And Donald Duck comes in and he's got breakfast for them. And then they, they, they're playing with their toys all day out in the snow. And then they have this great meal at the end of the night. Then they play with their toys some more and they go to bed. And they get in bed at night and they're like, I wish we could have Christmas every single day. And a lot of us have probably felt that way sometimes, especially when we're little kids. And they do the whole we wish upon a star thing. And guess what? Their wish comes true. And the next day they wake up and it's Christmas again. And they look at the calendar and every day says December 25th and their wish came true. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And for a few weeks go by and they're just enjoying Christmas every day and same gifts and same presents and same food and same snow and same snowboards and same toys, same everything. But over time, it starts to get a little boring. 
then what happens is they're stuck in this cycle of it's Christmas every single day and they're bored and they wish they could break the cycle. And, you know, it's the whole Disney thing. They had to learn what, like, the true meaning of Christmas, which is like, I guess, just like feeling good and like singing songs and stuff like that. But the truth is this. If our focus is on the wrong thing, it's going to get old. So I want my focus to be on the right thing so that not only on December 25th, but on February 8th or October 9th or July 5th or whatever day it is, I could celebrate Christmas because I know that it's about Jesus. Amen? You with me? So I'm gonna read another verse. Um, one verse that we quote a lot around Christmas time and then the verse that follows it right after that we don't talk about as much at Christmas time. Philippians 2.7 Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. So that's like Christmas right there. That Jesus came down from heaven. He took on flesh and bone, became a a baby. He became a human being. I mean, he's a human being, but he took on flesh, right? And that's, that's a great Christmas verse. You know, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. But the next verse goes hand in hand with it, Philippians 2, 8. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. The gospel and Christmas go hand in hand. Man, if we really believed that this day, that this season is all about Jesus, I think it would change the way that we celebrate. A lot of people... I'm even talking to like other friends that work at other churches and you know, they're hearing that we're having a Christmas day service and they're like, how are we feeling about that? And I'm like, dude, it's awesome. I love it. It's great. Why? Because this day's about Jesus. So why would I not want to be in his house? Why would I not want to be here? And I'm not judging you. If you have plans and family and in-laws or whatever, you don't have in-laws and, and you have family and whatever, you got to carve a turkey somewhere. I get, that's great. And you got to open presents to grandmas. That's awesome. I'm not judging you for that. But if we really believe that this day is about Jesus, it would change the way that we celebrate it. Again, I'm not saying we throw out all the stuff, but maybe we would create margin to really celebrate him. To really say, Jesus, thank you that before the lights and all the American Western ways that we celebrate this holiday, Jesus, thank you that you you came for me. You left your seat in heaven and you came down to this broken place and you lived in the mess of it all. You died what would be considered a wrongful death for me. And the amazing thing is that it doesn't even end there. That's one massive part of why Christmas is important. But there's another one. And what I'm about to talk about, and we're getting ready to close, is this. Okay. We got Jesus as Savior. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Christmas and the gospel go hand in hand. I got it. There's this whole other thing. And if we don't get this thing, and if we don't walk in this thing around the season, then it means that Christmas is only for a select few people. This is what I'm talking about. I'll read you a verse. Matthew 1.22. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet, Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The message of Christmas is that we're saved through Jesus and we're never alone. 
We have him always. And that might not be the biggest encouragement to you. That might be some encouragement. You're like, that's awesome. Love that God's with me. But you know who that really probably encourages a lot? The people who are alone on Christmas, who don't have family and aren't invited to the parties and nobody's buying them gifts. Imagine being that isolated person sitting somewhere by a fireplace on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and you're watching everybody else celebrate, or maybe that's you, and you feel so lonely around this time. Maybe you have family and you have friends, but you just feel lonely, isolated from the world even. But if we can get this truth, man, it changes things, that not only is he Savior, he's Emmanuel. He's with us. He's with you. And there's kind of a a little, there's a linchpin to this. There's a key to this. And I'm I'm not trying to offend anybody. It's never my heart. But man, you can only call on him as Emmanuel if you call on him as Savior. Because it's through Jesus that we are adopted as sons and daughters into this family. It's through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, dying for your brokenness and your sin. And when we're invited into that, and we receive that message and believe, the Bible says that we are adopted as sons and daughters who now have the Holy Spirit prompting us to call out Abba, Father. It's Post Jesus, post the cross that then we can call out and say, God, I know you're with me. I'm not saying God's not around non-believers. That's not what I'm saying. But there is a special privilege that we have as sons and daughters of the Most High where we can come to him boldly, call on him as father. I have close friends that their families are fractured they don't have plans on Christmas. Maybe that's you. He's Emmanuel. And you know when that really affects us and speaks to us? Maybe it's not on Christmas. Maybe it's some other random day of the year when your friend group stabbed you in the back. That person started making fun of you again. And you just feel isolated The message of Christmas is that we are saved from our sins by that baby who grew up and his name is Emmanuel. God with us. He's with you. I want to close in prayer and then we'll we'll end in a song of worship. Why don't you bow your heads with me? Maybe there's people today here that your family maybe decided like, oh, it's Christmas time. We should probably, you know, go to church. Might be a good time for that. But then we started talking today about how Jesus saved us from our sin and brokenness. And how he's Emmanuel. He's with us and everything. And you're sitting there and you're like, dude, I want to know this guy. I've, I've got sin and mistakes in my life that I need to deal with. I've got 
I've made some bad moves. I feel alone and I feel isolated. I'm telling you, God is knocking at the door of your heart and he's asking you, will you let me in? So as we're praying with everybody's heads down and eyes closed, I'm gonna give you an invitation in a moment. If you've never given your life to Jesus and you would say, I believe that he died for me. I believe that I've messed up. I'm gonna invite you to raise your hand in a moment. I wanna pray with you. But if that's you and you wanna give your life to Jesus today, you would say, that's me, I'm a, I'm a sinner, I need to be forgiven. I just want you, with everybody's eyes closed, I just want you to raise your hand really quick. Up high so I can see it. You can put your hands down. There's about five or six of us. Lord, thank you for these ones. And if you raise your hand, I want you to pray something like this. You talk to God. Say, God, I have messed up in my life. I confess that I'm a sinner. I confess my need for you. I believe that Jesus died for me. Come into my heart. I believe that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. Father, I thank you for those who prayed that prayer today. And anybody who prayed that, I wanna encourage you, don't just settle at saying a prayer in church one time. Begin this journey of following Jesus. Open your Bible. Read the Gospel of Luke. Get to know Jesus. Read, the new, read through the New Testament. Start coming to youth group. Get in your small groups. Talk to our leaders about how to go deeper in Jesus. How to go deeper in your faith. Father, I thank you today. We celebrate you. We celebrate those five or six kids today who gave their lives to you, Lord. We thank you that there are angels celebrating in heaven because lost ones have come home to you and found a place in you. Father, today, be with us. Help us focus on you in this Christmas season. We love you and we praise you. Amen. That was such a great message. If you are interested in connecting with us, please check out our website at theroxyacom slash youth or text TheRockYouthMS or TheRockYouthHS to 33222 for texting updates on everything we have going on here at The Rock Youth or follow us on Instagram at TheRockChurchYTH. We'll see you guys next time.